0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hey, it's a very unusual 10 days in Canada. We don't often see this nation as divided and regionally conflicted, as we often are or appear to be, having a 10-day-long determination to express and escalate expressions of public discontent. What's your view of this situation and the role that governments, in plural, have had in creating this reality?
1: So the Ottawa protest, we have seen uh, anti-COVID restrictions protests pretty much throughout the pandemic, uh, right across the country. But those were localized. This was the first real national protest. Um, you know, they started in Vancouver, they went to Ottawa, and they didn't just protest over the day. They're now in the, the 10th day and they're setting up a camp. They're, they're staying there for For a long period of time. This weekend saw sympathy protests in almost every major Canadian city. Some that were quite small and dissipated quite quickly, like in Toronto or Edmonton or Vancouver. But Quebec City, they're staying. Uh, and there has been an ongoing blockade down in the, uh, Toots, Alberta, which is at the Canada U.S. border that has virtually shut down or the only 24 7 border crossing uh, from Alberta for over a week. So, this is different than what we've seen throughout the pandemic.
0: And we talked to the mayor of uh, Coots yesterday. Jim Willett was, uh, was on the program. So, uh, what role, political science professor, what role does governments, and I'm saying plural now, have, a, what role have they played in creating this reality? That's spreading across the country. You said, "Are you right in Toronto?" There was not as much today as there was yesterday. But yesterday, there were thousands of people. They uh, commandeered an intersection in uh, Vancouver yesterday. Police estimated what four, five hundred trucks. Um, so, so, what role have governments played in creating this?
1: Uh, I think it's key that you use the word plural, because the trigger seemed to be this uh, trucker vaccine mandate, that there'd be a a quarantine period for international truck travel, Um, not for vaccinated truckers, but for unvaccinated truckers. But it didn't take much to scratch the surface to realize that while that may have set them off, it's really a critique of all COVID restrictions. So they're aimed at all both provincial and federal governments which is why it's been so fascinating to watch the conservative movement, because there's been a big difference between the federal conservatives who are in opposition, who many of them are aligning themselves with the protests in Ottawa, versus the provincial governments led by conservatives like Doug Ford, like Francois Legault, like Scott Moe, like Jason Kenney, who have implemented many of these restrictions. And so I've been watching the, uh, the, the provincial response as much as I have the, the federal response.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and, and so governments have, because uh, if I read my emails, somewhere in 99% of the emails, the word government pops up somewhere, most often several times, along with the word media. Uh, so governments are, we know politicians are generically mistrusted. We see it in polling that is done on a regular basis. So if governments had, had the role in getting us here, what role does government have to assume in getting us out of this? Are they able to do it? I spoke with Daryl Bricker earlier of Ipsos Public Affairs and Daryl said it may end up being a situation where you get the conservatives, the liberals and uh, the NDP just agreeing it's we have to have an election.
1: Uh, I, I don't that we'll see an election federally. But people don't show up to protest who are satisfied <laughs> or who are happy <laughs> true, yeah. with the restrictions, right? Yeah, uh, right so it's a, it's a minority that, that is showing up. But it's been interesting to watch the reactions of the, of the government. So mm-hmm. uh, Legault did backtrack on the extra health care premium for the unvaccinated, but I Andy, think Andy the backtracked
0: on the vaccine mandate.
1: Yeah, um, they—I mean, they still have um, for healthcare um, workers. Yeah, um, so they—they they have backtracked, but I think they were going to backtrack from that anyway. That was widely panned. Uh, Doug Ford is bringing down the restrictions, but I think that's independent of the protests. Scott Moe has announced the imminent dropping of all restrictions in Saskatchewan. But I think that was, that was going to occur regardless. Jason Kennedy, that's much more interesting because only eight, nine days ago, he was talking about the removal of restrictions by mid-March. A couple days later, after he got back from Washington, it was late February. And by Thursday, it was within days. And so I think his approach is in direct response to what is going on at Cootes as opposed to what we're seeing in with, with Mo and, and with uh, Ford. So there has been uh, some, some movement on the provincial side. I'm not seeing any indication of movement on the federal side. In fact, the transportation minister is even talking about extending that trucker vaccine mandate to interprovincial uh, truckers, not just international truckers.
0: What's the objective politically, do you think?
1: I think it is, uh, I I think it is not all about public policy. I think it is about politics as well. I think they are taking the opposite track of what the conservatives are doing and, and basically saying we're not going to kowtow to these protesters. In fact, if anything, we're going to respond in a much more harsher fashion. Um, yeah. As opposed to a, a public policy uh, element to this, but it's we a very s- we... dangerous, volatile situation, Roy. I, I, I don't think that's being overly dramatic here.
0: Yeah, we have uh, we have just uh, received news. I see, from uh, Global News, let me just read this to you: Ottawa declares state of emergency amid trucker convoy protest. Ottawa, yeah, mayor, I, Jim, I Watson is I mayor Jim Watson. Ottawa Mayor Jim Watson is air air
1: declaring air air air. a state emergency. Yeah, and I'm surprised a that it took that long for the Ottawa Mayor to come in and do this. But there's a lot of finger pointing about who needs to take responsibility for this. Right, the federal government is saying no. It's the city of Ottawa and the Ottawa Police. The mm-hmm. Ottawa Police Chief is saying no. Call in the military. I think that would be a disastrous move. Uh, mm-hmm. to, to bring in the the, the military, and no. thankfully the, uh, <laughs> the federal government thought likewise. Uh, but I think you're seeing more officers being deployed from the rest of the province coming into Ottawa, and now with this emergency act, do we start to see a crackdown? I saw some of the sheds that were being put up have been dismantled and, t- and taken away. Um, what do they do with the trucks that are idling? What do they do with the... Uh, the fuel uh, depots that they've set up i mean even if that isn't used for malicious purposes having that many propane tanks and and diesel fuel just out in the open i think accidents can happen and that would be a major explosion
0: my sense as well is that uh, the the federal parties of the federal government the liberals anyway We'll have uh, polling on their side, which shows that a significant majority of Canadians support the uh, being fully vaccinated. and we we found out uh, that uh, from a Maru polling, uh, John Wright was on the air with us, telling us that twenty seven percent, I think it is of Canadians have said that. so a quarter of the population saying that they wouldn't be uh, averse to having unvaccinated people. Uh, put in in prison, put in jail for a few days, and 37% said, "Well, cut off their their free uh, their public health care." So, I'm sure that the the federal liberals have polling which says to them that they have uh, some oh, some, if some if elbow they start room.
1: Polling on the actual convoy, uh, the initial data that I have seen mm-hmm. shows that a vast majority of Canadians are opposed to the actions being taken in downtown Ottawa, but it also breaks down, not surprisingly around partisanship. And so those that supported the NDP and those supported the Bloc and those supported the Liberals are like 90% in opposition to what is going on in downtown Ottawa. Those that supported the PPC are the exact opposite, and the Conservatives are split. And, and you're seeing that challenge within the Conservative Party, the federal Conservative Party right now. You've got some that have walked away from caucus. Uh, others are That's right. celebrating and taking photos. Some a reversing course in the span of the same day
0: yeah how do you see this uh this this leadership race developing what do you expect is there something that we should know that we we're not thinking of that that you're expecting
1: I, I think it'll be a coronation so if you're looking for excitement and drama i don't think it's going to be there uh, i agree with you i i think this is similar to when paul martin became the leader of the liberal party or stephen harper became leader of the first leader of the conservative party Pierre Polyevra, is so well liked amongst his base he is so well ahead um that there may be others who enter the race for different reasons to support different causes to raise their profile um but this isn't like a peter mckay coming in as the front runner mckay had some um some challenges within his own caucus Polyevra's challenge is to be able to take that momentum from Conservative Party members to non-party members, to the rest of Canadians. Aaron O'Toole tried to do that by pivoting, and that pivoting just crashed uh, his leadership by saying, right. well, you're a blue Tory one day, you're a centrist the other day. Yeah, Paulie Everett can't make that same move. No, um, no. So what is his, his challenge? Is he simply relying on Trudeau to keep?
0: If you want to hear more,